This is Money, Motivation, and Mike, and I am your host, Michael Wainwright. In charge of all the controls and the mothership is audio engineer Jason Wright. And hello to you, world. This is the show that will change your life. You can always contact us at info at mx3.vip and find all of our content, mx3.vip, or on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at mx3podcast. And don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon so that you receive all of our content, which comes out basically every Monday morning at nine o'clock. Very interesting numbers that we've had over the last couple of days here over the last week, Jason, and our audience continues to grow. We'll touch on that real quick, and then we'll get on to a reaction video that I think uh, is of importance. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, and, and we'll get into that here just momentarily. But over the last 28 days, our YouTube channel, Jason, has had 11,307 views. We are up drastic numbers. Just from the previous 28 days, we're up 156%. That's that's very strong. I'm 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 very excited about that. Podcast over the last thirty days, twenty six thousand nine thirty seven. You can see right there. I mean, we're approaching forty thousand over the course of a thirty a twenty eight day period between our between our two channels of our of our YouTube and podcast. Uh, very very nice. You continue to show us a lot of um, a lot of grace. And continuing to to listen to our our content of our show, and, and that's why we believe that we're continuing to bring you the goodies that we do. And of course, the last couple of weeks, um, I, I we we talked about the Dallas Cowboys, and I forgot to bring a Dallas Cowboy jersey during those sections during those shows. And today, I wore my favorite player of all time: football, baseball, basketball, everything. The legendary Roger Staubach. Mister Cowboy himself. Now I know Bob Lilly has that name because he was on. Uh, the original teams back in the day. Well, he was actually on the the second team. He got drafted in the. He was the very first ever draft pick. But back in those days, you didn't get a draft when you had an expansion team. So how they helped build those teams back then? Let's take like the Carolina Panthers and Jacksonville Jaguars, two expansion teams. Now since then, there's been the the new Chicago. Excuse me, the new Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans teams that have came into the league. But we'll just take those two teams that came in. Back in 1996, they uh, did not have to go handpick players that were out on the streets. They got to be a part of the draft. In 1960, the Dallas Cowboys didn't get to be a part of the draft. They had players that got that were released, or or there was a pool of each team had to put up so many players that the Cowboys got to pick from. So if one of your players got to pick, then you got to protect so many so that you didn't get your whole roster. Of course, you're, you're putting guys out there at the end uh, that um, not necessarily are some of your key players. You know, you weren't going out. Joe Namath was not available, let's say. Uh, mm-hmm. In 1960, he wasn't even in the league. Let's go with um, Frank Gifford, quarterback of the uh, of the New York football giants. He was not available to be picked up because he was protected. And there in the, in the, in the early mid-'90s, we had plan, plan B free agency where you could only protect 37 players. The others were vulnerable to go to another team. That's how we got mm. Jay Novacek. And think about that. Three Super okay. Bowls later. Yeah. Yes. Those kind of things. Uh, uh, James Washington, uh, the who really should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl that I was fortunate enough to get to go to, Super Bowl 28. Um, he really should have been the MVP. Our, our boy Emmett Smith got it. You know, it always goes to the offensive player over the defensive player, mm-hmm. which therein and lies another episode of Super Bowl five, which Chuck Howley, is the only 
player on a losing team to be the MVP of a Super Bowl still to this day. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys have had four defensive MVPs. Did you know that, Josh? I did not know that. And we've also had co-MVPs, 1977, Harvey Martin and Randy White, co-MVPs of the Super Bowl. And then the legendary Larry Brown, Super Bowl uh, 30, the fi- the, when we finally beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Larry Brown was the uh, MVP of that because uh, uh, I think Neil O'Donnell had some maybe some color blindness that day because he was throwing them right too, old Larry boy. And, <laughs> and, and there was no Pittsburgh Steelers in the area. Uh, uh, nevertheless, that's the, that we're going to get back to NFL football. And I, and I know that we have had um, a couple of shows already and, and frankly, a subject there that I can talk a lot about. And gosh, I've got my list of shows over here that we want to do. You know, we went over this here last week or the week before. You know, we got we got to do a show with The Godfather mm-hmm. and the NFL NFL AFL merger, and, and and right on down from there, I want to do a podcast, uh, a show, a YouTube podcast show on Roger Staubach because I can talk about him for days, and we haven't even touched on college football. And and but today, Jason, our our show is going to feature and, and go around. Donald Trump. And I know Donald Trump has a lot of a lot of rallies, still does rallies, has frankly never quit doing rallies since uh, uh, he was. OK, let's say defeated, uh, uh, stripped of the of the election. I mean, it just depends on what, <laughs> what your take. of it Yeah, is. what's your take of it is that, that that's exactly right. And uh, but he come out and did an exclusive interview this week with Meet the Press mm-hmm. and uh, the the the. The interviewer was uh, Kristen Welker, and they they did an interview for I think over an hour, uh, right. and so we're going to do some reactions to that that video, uh, the, that that Meet the Press show that was on MSNBC here just this week. So why don't we now roll and uh, let's get going and let me let me see what I think about what's going on here. All right. The case related to Mar-a-Lago, a new charge suggests you asked a staffer to delete security camera footage so it wouldn't get into the hands of investigators. Did it's you do false. that? It's false. false. But let me tell you what Did you testify to that under oath? I'm going to testify. testify to that under oath? It's a fake okay. charge by this deranged lunatic uh, prosecutor who lost in this. Okay. Right off the bat. This whole... and. And and by the way, Jason, you know a whole. You stay up on on these topics as well. I try to. So feel free to interact anytime you want. They, the whole investigation down there was about deleting of tapes, and the very first statement out of the former president's uh, uh, mouth. And I believe we had a show here a couple of weeks ago where he was the disgraceful former president. Isn't that right? Whenever he yes, landed and right. yeah, got got arrested, etc. Um, a whole lot of that. Well, uh, well, the whole thing was actually his classified documents he had at Mar-a-Lago. Yes, right. but the, but the whole deal That's was the reason for the raid, anyway. Yeah, the whole deal was is that uh, these tapes or whatever was erased, where he had somebody erase them, blah blah blah, and yeah. now he's saying that's totally false right. and would testify under under uh, under oath. All right, and then he just called someone a lunatic, Jack Smith, which Supreme Court. Is that correct? Well, prosecutor uh, for the uh, other side against uh, yeah, yeah, Trump yeah. is Jack Smith. That's right. Okay, and I think that's who he just called a lunatic. I believe that's who he was referring All right. to. Now, just setting the record straight, I, I voted for Donald Trump 
both times. So whenever I make these comments, I want people to know uh, that this show is trying to just get to the bottom of where this is, mm-hmm. Money, Motivation, and Mike, given our reaction to these videos and, and given our opinions of what we see. So my first comment is, I voted for him both times, okay? I, in my wildest imagination, cannot believe that a president of the United States would call anybody a lunatic. Nevertheless, I know he's been doing that for quite some time. I don't care for that for that conversation. I don't care for that kind of language. Uh, but I, it, it, it uh, irks me when he uses those kind of words about people. It, and not to say that they shouldn't be, that that's who they are. Maybe they are. But are you I, saying as a president? As a, as, as a president or for former president. As the most powerful person in the world when you hold that position and you're calling somebody a lunatic. Um, I'm not sure that that's what you should be saying. Matter of fact, I know that's not what you should be saying, but that's nevertheless. Supreme Court, nine to nothing, and he tried to destroy lots of lives. Uh, he's a lunatic. So it's a fake charge. But more importantly, the tapes weren't deleted. In other words, there was nothing done to him. And they were my tapes. I could have fought them. I, I didn't even have to give them the tapes, I don't think. I think I would have won in court. When they asked for the tapes, I said, sure, they're my tapes. I could have fought them. I didn't even have to give them. Just so you understand, though, we didn't delete anything. Nothing was deleted. So that's false. The people who testified. Number one, the statement is false. Much more importantly, when the tapes came and everybody says this, they weren't deleted. We gave them 100 percent. Okay. And and, and just. Okay. Now, as you know. Anytime the. The the law enforcement Mm -hmm. is in is is doing a there's been a there's been a robbery at the local convenience store. You know, they're hitting every tape around there trying to get evidence. Someone they got in a fight, someone got stabbed, someone got killed, whatever. They're always looking for the tapes or the, the video surveillance in that area to see if they can come up with something that will help the case. So I don't know. He says he thinks he could fight it in court that they wouldn't even be uh, uh, be able to see the tapes. I don't know if he would even have the opportunity to fight that, maybe because he's Donald Trump, maybe because of the former president. But I think at your house, if you had footage on your front porch and a guy across the street uh, beat up uh, someone, they're going to be getting your tapes today. Who knows? Well, if you're not directly related to the case, that's where I'm questioning. So if I, if something happens, you know, across the street, but I have surveillance that may have caught it. Okay. Now, am I obligated to provide that to them? Is the question. Now, in his case, they had a warrant to seize anything that was there. Now, that was that was footage of the raid that I believe they were asking for. Yes. the The point is, is that they they were raiding. They believed a crime had been committed. And they're going to get those doggone capes, now, no doubt about it. In my my eyes, with the with the service that with the justice um, that we have today. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, I offered them. I said, if you want to look at tapes, you can look at them. Let's move on to January sixth. Okay. Why? And, and and also, he she asked that question. If he's already given up the tapes, and there was nothing erased, and he's already stated that, why are we discussing it? It's irrelevant now. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. We're moving on to January 6th for what I just heard her say. And the allegations that you tried to subvert the election. And again, I just want to give you a chance to talk about this because voters want to hear about this. 
The most senior lawyers in your own administration and on your campaign told you that after you'd lost more than 60 legal challenges, that it was over. Why did you ignore them and decide to listen to a new outside group? Because I didn't respect them. Uh All right. I know what he's I I know that he's going to fix in the comment on this. You could go through 60 lawyers. Mm -hmm. And when you do business with a lawyer. When you do business with a doctor, we're talking about this, these professionals, when you do business with, with, with accountants, you're going to know real quickly whether they're your guy or gal or not. Mm-hmm. He went through 60. Now, and now he doesn't respect any of them. Is it, is it because that they have uh, the information that he don't want to hear or they don't know what they're talking about? Or maybe they don't want to, maybe they don't want to be a part of it. Sure, but that doesn't mean, you know, you hire them, you never met these people, you get a recommendation, they turn out to be rhinos or they turn out to be not so good. In many cases, I didn't respect them, but I did respect What do you think a rhino lawyer is, Jason? Just curious. I don't even know. <laughs> I respect others. I respected many others I, that, that said the election was rigged. Look, we have many people, and it's my choice. I happen to... I ha- okay, he respected the people who said the election was rigged. Rigged. Did he respect any of the people who said the election was not rigged? Obviously, he doesn't respect the guy that he chose to be his vice president, Mike Pence, because right. Mike Pence signed off saying the election was a was official on the up and up, whatever. And I think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. He thought it was the constitutional proper thing to do. Right. In his own personal opinion, maybe he didn't feel that um, it was totally done on the up and up. I don't know that he's ever came out and never even said that. Do you? Have you heard it? No, I don't know. I think he moved on, and I think he moved, and, and Trump moved him on, and now he's on to bigger and better things. And uh, he's, I, run, he's running for president. Yeah, I got a feeling that the two of these guys are fixing to be talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I happen to know. That the election was rigged. Okay, I know it because I have so much, there's so much proof of ballot stuffing. You know, it's amazing. Okay. It, he said it's rigged and he has so much proof of ballot stuffing. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there was there was big deal in Georgia. Still big, is. Yep. Big deal in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And was it Michigan? I don't know. Pennsylvania? I believe so. If we have so much evidence, he has so much evidence. Why don't he just, why, why don't he, I mean, he's got gazillions of dollars, uh, supposedly. Uh, and that's perception as well. Is perception reality with w- what he really has? Who knows? Uh, why don't he just do his own little 30-minute blurb on one of these, rent out 30 minutes from all the networks. They'll, they'll sell it to you. Maybe. And come, that's Fox, true too. Okay. Fox News will. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> And then well, whatever, whatever station he went on, mm-hmm. it would be highly watched if he's got something to say yeah. about the election. Might, might depend on the, the station's uh, narrative that they're pushing. Well, that, 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 and if they really want to get down to the, the truth or not. So are you, that's the question. Are you questioning the newscast? I'm, <laughs> but nevertheless, why don't he just bring all that stuff forward and just say this? And I think he thinks he has. Well, I think that he's about to be able to in a court of law with all these indictments, and he hadn't had that opportunity 
the you know the, these indictments actually opened it up for him to bring all that. Yes, but from the second Tuesday in November to January the sixth, when the election was certified, mm-hmm. there was about two months period there. Why? Surely there was some kind of information that he could have brought up then. If if I if I was in a let's just say a local election, and and I I think most of the people who listen to our show know that I was elected twice to the Denison City Council, but nevertheless, if I felt that I had been rigged uh, or my opponent had won a rigged uh, election, and I had proof of that, I'd be coming out with it the next day. I'd be down at City Hall jumping up and down. I would be on the, the, the local news stations talking about that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that was two months to try to gather all that. Uh, yes. So, and a lot of it's come out since then. Now, I don't know what was available during that first two months, but. Sure. And, and, and we may never know. We may never know. It, it may be another JFK deal. Amazing. Right just a little while ago, in terms of the modern history, where. The 51 intelligence agents said very specifically they lied. They all lied. And they said about the laptop that it was Russia disinformation. That was a lie. That had a huge impact on the election. In fact, the pollsters said. Did all 51 of those intelligence agents say they lied? I don't know about that. No, he I, said I, all. Well, I did hear that uh, that they were taking around this piece of paper for everybody to sign off on. and. They didn't do their due diligence. They just signed okay. off on it. That's what I have heard. You think that's what he's referring to? I believe so. Say over 10 points. I didn't need 10 points. I needed one-tenth of a point. Uh, if you take a look at the Twitter files with the FBI and Twitter dealing, that had a huge impact on the election. Just those things. But in addition to when that, you, say you, needed- you have ballot stuffing. You have a lot of When other- you say you needed one-tenth of a point. You one need one tenth of a point. point. I needed a very small. To win? I think somebody said twenty-two thousand votes to win. Yeah, if you divide it among the states, it was twenty-two thousand votes, something to, to that effect. Yeah. To win the election. Yeah, if I would have had another twenty-two thousand votes over the whole. But look, they rigged is, the election. If you look at Pennsylvania, but Mr. President, if you you're saying you needed stuff, more votes to win the election. Are you acknowledging me. you if didn't you win? If you look at if you look at all of the statistics, all of the votes, they say. 22,000 votes, over millions and millions of votes, 22,000 votes. So when they do Twitter files or when they have 51 intelligence agents come out and lie that the laptop from hell was Russia disinformation, and now they find out it's not. But they knew that at the time. Uh, They cheated on the election in that way, too. I just want to be clear, though. Are you saying you needed those votes in order to win? Are you acknowledging you didn't win? I'm not not acknowledging. No, I say I won the election. Okay. Even though, again. Now, I knew that wasn't what he was saying. I mean, I think she's a smart girl. I think she. She's a good reporter. She knows the questions to ask. Well. And, uh, or she seems to, for sure. I think it is un-American. For you to say, I won the election and you didn't win the election. I'm talking about the certification of it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's just like in a, in, a, in, a, in a ball game. When your guy was 100%, everybody in the world saw that the guy got under the tag, the player got under the tag, and he was safe at home. 
that would have won the game. And now you have to go to extra innings because it's a tie. Mm-hmm. And the other team ends up winning. Do you leave the field saying, we won that game? Well, it still shows a loss in the loss column. Yeah. We won that game. And, and the, the umpires rigged us. Yep. I mean, you hear it all the time. Like, who's paying him off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, as a person who has been the president of the United States for four years, and is now, right now, the leading candidate, I believe, with the Republican Party. And I believe he's kind of, there's nobody even close. Um, yeah, he's leading the Republican Party. Last I checked, like 55, 56%. A whole bunch. Percent, some, yeah. A whole bunch to not enough. And, and now, Jason, he's fixing to be back in the presidential race. Mm-hmm. And it probably is going to be him. And I would think it'd probably be him and Biden. Uh, I don't know of a... A, a standing president that w- has ever lost uh, his party's his party's uh, uh, seat or his nomination yeah, for the next the, go round. The incumbent president, yes, sir. Uh, so fix me the two of them battling again. But he's already well, saying well, Trump was an incumbent. I'm sorry, Trump was an incumbent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if we can finish this up. Your lawyers told you you did not. No, no, no. Did you? Just let me understand. Some people told me that, but many people told me the opposite. You you called some of your outside lawyers. You said they had crazy theories. Why were you listening to them? Were you listening to them because they were telling you what you wanted to hear? You know who I listened to myself? I saw what happened. I watched that election, and I thought the election was over at 10 o'clock in the evening. You were listening to your instincts. Uh, My instincts are a big part of it. That's been the thing that's gotten me to where I am, my instincts. But I also listen to people. There are many lawyers. I could give you many books. Uh, There are books that are written on how the election was rigged. There are numerous books that were written on how the election was rigged. Just to be clear, were you listening to your lawyer's advice or were you listening to your own instincts? I was listening to different people. And when I added it all up, the election was rigged. There are books were you calling that are written. The shots, though? In fact, Molly Hemingway wrote a great book. Oh, were you called calling Riggs. the shots ultimately? Excuse me. Molly Hemingway, mm-hmm. who's highly respected and great, she wrote a, a book, a, a best selling book called Rigged. Were you calling the shots, though, Mr. President, ultimately? Uh, as to whether or not I believed it was rigged? Oh, sure. I, okay. I, it was my decision, but I listened to some people. Some people said that. Um, like guys like Bill Barr, he was a stiff, but he wasn't there at the time. But he, he didn't do his job because he was afraid. You know what he was afraid of? He was afraid of being impeached. He was petrified to be impeached. And he's, how do you not get impeached? Don't do anything. We've- now, that, that is a huge statement in itself. Like if you go out and really, what, what I think he's saying there is, if you go out and you really are going to do presidential things, if you're really going to go out and do political things, you probably will get impeached. That's what I believe he just said. How, how do you not get impeached? Don't do anything. Because mm-hmm. if you go out and do something, you could get impeached. <laughs> Wrap your head around that one. <laughs> the only reason I'm getting impeached, ma'am, is because I've been out doing things. Yeah. yeah. And trying to do what's best for the, the country. Now, I did, I did say when this show started that I have voted for the man twice. Yes. And um, a lot of the ideas and a lot of the things that he has said in my eyes are correct but just like a lot of the things that we talk about on this show and a lot of the things that we talked about in the early episodes back when we started 
uh, doing doing our show was your presentation and and, and your belief factor mm-hmm. and 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 those kind of things that come along and and his approach and his his presentation his persona who he was in the 1980s and the art of the deal book and all that uh, I believe that a, a, a another person bringing his agenda would have gotten better results because he upsets so many people. Mm-hmm. They turn him off before he delivers the message. Yeah. And the message is a good message in most cases, but his, his, his approach to what he's trying to get accomplished is for the most part wrong. And that's where he comes up short. Now he has always said that <clears throat> he's a businessman, not a politician. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a businessman in in office, okay? Just like in this interview, where he continues to try to talk over the interviewer, the moderator, that is so political, it's not even funny. Questions get asked, and the answers don't come back uh, in the exact, hey, is it, is, it, is it light outside? It's yes or no question. Did, did, did you, uh, where, where, where were you when this happened? It's, it's a pretty easy question. And a lot of those things he doesn't want to talk about. Maybe he can't. Maybe there, you know, with some of these cases are going on. Let's run this just a little bit farther, Jason. I've heard so much, Mr. President, about that day, the actual day of January 6th from other people. But quite frankly, we haven't heard from you about your own perceptions of how that day unfolded. You talked about, we've heard you talk about the rally. And I'm curious about what happened when you got back to the White House. I know you spent most of the day in the dining room. What were you doing in there? How were you watching it unfold? So let me just tell you about January 6th. First of all, uh, I had very little to do with January 6th. I was asked to speak. And I was the president of the United States. I'm allowed to do that. But I was asked to speak. Other groups, I think it was women's groups, a lot of people were involved in that. And it was incredible. It was incredible. It was, I think, the largest group I've ever spoken. You never see that. You never see pictures of the group that I was speaking to. I think it was the most people, I've, and I've spoken to some very large groups. Hundreds of thousands of people were there, and it was a beautiful, beautiful sight. But just so you understand, um, I went and I spoke. And by the way, peacefully and patriotically, and all of that. We're a minute into this question. And his last comment after saying everything he said is, I went and I spoke. So we're we're 60 seconds in and he's finally addressed that he spoke. I I know that this thing right here is going to continue on. I don't know it, but I know it mm-hmm. that we're going to just go back and forth, uh, bickering back and forth and, and talking over each other. I got an idea, Jason. I think what we are to do in the in in the near future and probably sooner than later, maybe in the next couple of weeks. And I know we have a lot of things that we're doing here and it's football season, et cetera. But I really believe we need to do a show on January the 6th and we need a a reaction video because I have not sat down and watched his total speech. I I have, I have never done that. Um, After the fact, it was more about the coverage, what, what happened at the, at the Capitol and what was going on and, 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 and those kind of things. And, And, you know, uh, did did he provoke? Did he not provoke? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And and isn't there a podcaster that was involved in something like this? Don't know his name, but yeah, there was somebody that just got uh, sentenced to twenty plus years for 
their involvement in January 6th. And he was not even in Washington, Wasn't even D.C.? there. That's right. Did, did something over his show. Correct. Uh, per, uh, encouraged people to whatever. Possibly enticed them. So that's what we should probably look into, see what we can find out about that. And he just got sentenced. Yes. Interesting. Okay. I think that we need to have a show on January the 6th, run his, his converse, his, his, uh, his talk there, uh, and, and, and react to that. And, and I just, I'm curious and, and, and please, uh, info at MX3, uh, dot VIP email us and tell us if you've ever, ever heard the full speech in it, in its entirety. And, and of course we'll have to go through and cut out and try to get on to some of the, uh, the, the, the points that he's trying to make. But I, we need to do that, mm-hmm. and and so that we can we can have our our own opinions. I, I know that um, uh, Malargo and and January the sixth are are two of the things that she's talking about here, and obviously they're they're very very controversial both ways. The main thing that I would like to, to finish in saying is we got another very comical, very entertaining <laughs> heck of an election coming up over the next year, year and a half. Absolutely. Uh, let's see, here we are, uh, um, about 13 months. Yeah. We'll, we'll be, we'll be right back in this situation. It's hard to believe that we are almost three years in, uh, to the Biden administration. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but just like with the vice president, most people don't even know her name. Mm. You ask, you ask somebody, who, hey, who's our vice president? And and the reason I bring this out is because I got in a conversation over this yesterday too. Uh, and they go, and then they just pause and oh, it's that woman, it's that woman. Mm-hmm. You know that that's that's all they know. Yeah. And and then they will work into, I think her last name's Harris. You know they they don't know. Yeah, no, they don't. It, it's it's once again it's twenty twenty three. Yes. Uh, so it'll be anxious to see what goes on over the next 13 months. And we're going to cover a whole lot of that here at Money, Motivation, and Mike. And once again, as always, please email us, info at mx3.vip, and you can find all our content at mx3.vip. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at mx3podcast. And don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and hit the icon bells. Jason, thank you for all your help in this, as always, and going out and finding uh, some reaction videos. And uh, we're going to continue to discuss all these things. I promise you we're going to get back to uh, some of these topics that we've talked about. Right now, I'm going to think, Jason, we have enough topics without even thinking about coming up with a topic to get us to January the 1st. And and then on and on from there. And, of course, it's going to be an election year. And there's going to be a lot of crazy things happening, not only on the local level and the state level, but at the national level. And we're going to cover all that stuff right here at Money, Motivation, and Mike. And and I like it. I'm intrigued. And apparently our listening audience is as well because they continue to listen, continue to show us the numbers that we have, and we continue to grow the show. Thank you. Thank all of you for listening. And once again, until next time, continue to live your life the right way.